Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. How's it going, everybody? This is a podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music, sometimes our own. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Yeah, this is another installment of Original Showcase. I think this is our 15th time doing this? Original Showcase 15. Last time we did this was the end of the previous season, and we're wrapping up this current season, and we always do Original Showcases near the end, and some of our favorite episodes to do. It's really fun to share what we've been up to musically, um, and to share it with each other sometimes. Sometimes there's tracks that I think this is the case today. There's some of these on here of yours that I've never heard, some mm-hmm. you've never heard of mine, yeah. and to share the stuff with you listeners as well. A lot of cool music uh in store today yeah and what's fun is i think when we first started everything needed to have a specific video game focus but as we've continued throughout the years the original showcase episodes at least in my mind have been more about showcasing sort of the variety of different Mm -hmm. compositional related projects that we've been working on that's kind of been happening more and more yeah it's fun for us and i think hopefully by listening to the music that we create it can help give you all some context of our own musical sort of biases and perspectives mm-hmm. when it comes to talking about some of our favorite video game music. Yeah, it's it's kind of strange. Uh, that's definitely been happening more and more where these original showcases have just been what we've been up to musically, whether or not it's video game related. Uh, I think for me, as of late, uh, the musical stuff I've been up to has all been video game or at least chiptune related so right. i think all of my music today uh they're all like some sort of form of chiptunes actually right um so it's a little yeah. more i un- have a I, yeah i have a lot more chiptune stuff today maybe than i mm-hmm. normally would but you have at least but... one uh thing that doesn't have to do with video games right yeah i think i have three three things three Fun. things actually yeah that'll be great so what did we hear playing in so this is the second stage theme from occultus and this is the first one that i worked on um yeah this is the stage two theme and uh, this is, I just, we had so much fun working on that score and it was done very quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. It was kind of a fast turnaround. So to me, there's almost like, I remember when that uh, Pharrell Daft Punk song, Get Lucky came out, he talked right. about how, you know, he was like on drugs and didn't even remember uh, the whole experience of writing and recording that song. That's a little bit how I feel like with the occultist stuff. Cause, Cause it was you done were on so drugs. Fast. Well, I was not, <laughs> uh, but I, it was done so quickly that right. I, I almost don't have a, a specific memory of all the little choices. It's kind of cool. But I can really enjoy it because it almost feels like it was written by someone else. But I, I do kind of think, yeah, that's one of the projects that I'm more proud of yeah, with how it came together. That's very cool. Well, let's move on to the next track on our playlist today. This is a piece of mine. And this, uh, I think almost all the tracks I'm playing today are from different Battle of the Bits battles because I I just have such a great time with that community and I've been contributing a lot to the Battle of the Bits community. This is from Spring Tracks 8, uh, which is the current battle. Um, I think the the actual submissions have closed and the voting period is is happening right now. Um, I submitted a few tracks and they all have different categories. This is one I submitted to there's like a fami tracker uh, category mm-hmm. and you can do any extension, anything you want. So this is actually my first time messing around with an FDS tune. Oh, cool. Um, and so this is called Don't Hesitate and it's from Battle of the Bits Spring Tracks 8. I hope you guys enjoy.
You guys are listening to Don't Hesitate, and this is a, a very recent Battle of the Bits submission. Uh, Spring Tracks 8, and this is in the Family Tracker um, category. And yeah, this was a very interesting experiment for me because I tried a different style of composing that kind of reminded me of some Western BGM composers. Yeah, it's like, it sounds like Commodore kind of yeah, demo scene. Yeah, absolutely. So style. basically it's a stream of consciousness style where I didn't really have any ideas as when I started and I was kind of writing it as I went. As you can hear, it's very soloistic and kind of improvisatory. Uh, there's not a lot of repetition. Um, and so, oh, you guys are hearing my dog Coco, by the way. You're going to hear some animal sounds, but that's just, you know, we're recording this in person, so that's going to happen. Um, yeah, so it was a very different style for me, and I just had a good time trying to basically, you know, rock out on the FDS. Yeah, this is great. Uh, I, I like Thanks. kind of hearing that sort of western sound uh, and it definitely there is a lot of nes music that is composed that way but it's kind of a nice juxtaposition because the fds the famicom disc system with that extra channel mm-hmm. was only available in japan so it's right. probably kind of rare to get yeah, it's kind of this kind of composition you know it is weird to hear the fds in this style of music because it doesn't remind me of it has nothing to do with you know the japanese vgm style really right uh, I do um, think writing with FDS, it completely changes the approach to NES music because it sort of gives more clarity to the sense of like, this is the melody and all the other instruments are just part of like the accompaniment yeah, of the arrangement. that's definitely how I approached it. And it's less of the sort of three voice idea. It's funny because the project that I've been spending a lot of time on, uh, Superstar Squadron, mm-hmm. which is my new chiptune sort of project. I've been working on it with Carlos, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that is kind of, you know, NES and FDS channel stuff it's a really nice way to divide the roles like what i did with this track is i had one of the pulse channels that was doing really fast western style arpeggios and then i had another one doing more um actual composed arpeggios you got the triangle bass and then you have an you know a nice lead and it's just it's just exactly what you need you know there's no fat to it totally uh so what are we going to move on to we're going to move on to a track of wills now yeah this is actually uh i think again our two will sort of go hand in hand this is an fds chip tune from my new project superstar squadron Um, this is sort of like i imagine this being like the stage three level theme uh the game is sort of like a space shooter kind Mm -hmm. of of sorts it's gonna have a a mix of like orchestral elements and some more like fun j-pop elements um but yeah this track is called saturn at sunset it's kind of a play off of uh stella by starlight Um, oh cool (laughs) i just a lot of the names kind of have little sometimes cheeky referential titles but i'm really kind of excited about this one it sort of starts with sort of a slash chord language and it it Mm -hmm. definitely feels like you'll, you'll hear the sort of japanese video game music influence probably this is saturn at sunset
too. That's so delightful. This is Saturn at Sunset. It's very progressive. Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I been trying to kind of identify a musical language for the project. Mm-hmm. And it's what are you drawing a, from? What are kind of all the things you're picking and choosing well, inspiration-wise? I think my, my starting point actually was that soundtrack Air Fortress. Yeah. Um, and I like that kind of... I, my initial idea was that it would be more sort of like orchestral, soaring, um, maybe even a little bit like Gradius Life Force kind of a oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. But at, then I think I, it, as I've continued to work on it, I've expanded in other directions and kind of leaned more into... A variety of influences like there's almost like a sort of like disco 70s mm-hmm. undertone to a lot of it it's very groovy that kind of like planing um slash chord thing so it'd be like b flat over c c over d yeah it's a d fun mix e of like of fusion harmony but like groove and catchy melodies that more remind me of pop music yeah uh yeah and which is that's so much great video game music has that combination of you know maybe stylistic traits of really advanced you know, music, but then an accessibility of pop music. Right. And then what I've really enjoyed with this project is just trying to do everything I possibly can keeping to make the arrangement it, interesting right so to make it sound i want the, the melodies to be as strong as like retro game music melodies but i want the arrangement to kind of be constantly evolving so well that was such a good choice i mean who's doing everything even just talking about your production i mean it's so interesting to listen to with all the panning and everything everything sounds really clean and it, it's a it's a really exciting mix and oh thanks i'm listening to this mono it just yeah it just would not be nearly as exciting yeah I, that's another thing that i've done is i make separate renders of each channel and I kind of EQ them yep. differently, and depending on who has the melody and are you what doing, the lines are, I'll do. Different so, are you doing effects. just renders in FamiTracker? I, I am. That's probably the best approach because I mean, any difference in the sound with some other player can essentially be recreated with right. EQ. Because That's I mean, true. they are just very simple kind of mm-hmm. sine synth waves. Exactly. That's so cool, man. I don't think I'd have, that was a new one. I, I haven't heard that one before. Cool. That's awesome. All right, um, I'm gonna play another Battle of the Bits submission by myself this is from winter chip uh 14 which was this past winter and this was actually in the game boy category and i actually got first place in this category so wow, this is a gold thank you game boy track it's called super ski 99 um and it was definitely inspired by side pocket gb <laughs> for sure. sure kind of just happy jazzy fusiony nice. kind of goodness. oh i'm looking forward to it. um i think i may have showed this to you a while back I, I can't remember if i did or not um but yeah this is super ski 99 a game boy track of mine let's take a listen
You guys are listening to Super Ski 99 from Winter Chip 14. That is so good, man. Yeah, one of my favorite chip tunes I think you've ever done. It's it's such a good arrangement. It's very I think it's one that I'm the most sounding. proud of. Uh, the melody is great. The arrangement is really good. But one of the ones I'm most proud of. You've completely lost yourself, I think, in the the idiom that you're going for. Oh, I mean, cool. I, I think there's moments I can tell it's you, and mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely know you like this kind of music. Right. But. You could tell me that this was done by a Japanese composer back in the 90s for an actual Game Boy soundtrack, and I would completely buy it. Mm-hmm. That, that, the one thing that I like about it is, as cool as the arrangement is, it's also restrained. Yeah. I don't feel like it... Well, kind of has to be It doesn't have like a flashy, show-off-y sound to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it's It's... The whole thing is consistently well, full. I should mention that this was uh, tracked on Duffel Mask, and so this right. was my first like finished tracked Game Boy tune that you can actually play the right. Game Boy file uh, from. And so that that tracker definitely informed the approach. Right. Uh, I, I really wanted everything to be really clean and organized. Yeah. And so this was one that I did compose and structure out beforehand and so I knew exactly what I was going to do. But I think that's one of the things that I like about it is, I, I, and I, I think there's so many different ways of approaching it, but I think a lot of modern chiptunes kind of the approach is it's like the demo scene thing where it's like we're how many decades past when the stuff was created now we just need to like push it and do crazy things that no one's ever done Mm -hmm. but i think what appeals maybe to you and i and i know marty um is the idea of almost an imaginary alternate universe where this stuff existed back then right and i think it it, what we've been slowly doing and i know definitely marty with robo girl too and i feel like me with my recent projects is like trying to turn the dial a little bit more so you can take what was great about the era back then and maybe do things slightly yeah i think that's definitely true yeah i mean for me definitely the the primary inspiration was that um (laughs) yeah (laughs) that side pocket gb i think it's takahama yeah the takahama composer i believe the data east uh dude he was i mean some of the way that he uses slash chords i I love this particular chord he uses yeah it's it's kind of like a a flat major seven over b flat um right the way that he uses that as a particular cadence is just so colorful you know it just feels like you see it in lights you know well there's also that kind of um i don't know if it would be considered a tritone sub but it's essentially like if you have the minor four chord over the flat seven yeah um Mm -hmm. or you could just think of it as some variation of like a flat seven minor chord but that was a lot of fun to work on took me a long time but i'm really happy with the results let's move on to a track of yours this is uh i don't know what this what is this it's called scherzo for sarah yeah this is what is this uh, will this is just a piano piece. Um, mm. It's a. I didn't write it for any particular reason. It's just an idea that I came. You didn't up write with. it for your cat, Sarah. I did. Yeah, I, I wrote it. <laughs> um, I wrote a piece basically for my cat, Sarah, who um, has been sort of in our family for, gosh, probably like eight or nine years at I this think point. Maybe- eight years yeah and uh she's really cute and she has a lot of energy she's mm-hmm. always been very kind of energetic and athletic and, and she, she goes outside like she three can times sneak a day. outside and i i think i just um i became sort of fascinated about using her as the inspiration for a piece of music and so this is a piece of music where sometimes the tempo speeds up and sometimes it slows down and mm-hmm. hopefully it captures that sort of playful feline energy i wanted to share this one on the podcast because in some of the later sections I think you'll hear some like video game or Koji Kondo esque influence, possibly. Awesome. Let's take a listen to Scherzo for Sarah. 
You guys listening to Scherzo for Sarah, and I know Sarah, obviously, and this perfectly captures her essence, oh, I think. Great. It's very playful and surprising, uh-huh. and sometimes maybe a little bit... Uh, I don't want to say jarring, but it, it's a little bit strident. Yeah, how you yeah. would describe sometimes Sarah's personality. Yeah. For the, that's what I had so much fun. Who is with, a cat? We should is is the con- reiterate the contrast. Um, and that section that just sort of played underneath is almost more of like a nap time. Yeah, I wanted absolutely. to capture. You know, cats have such sporadic changes in disposition. It's really they a roller coaster of emotions. And lazy, and then I also just the, there's something about that melody that it, it was fun to play with some tempo, so you could start. With yeah, I love that. I really think that main like A section is super catchy. Actually, it's like two measures of three and one of two. Yeah, I really like that. Like the meter is is kind of addicting. You kind of want to keep hearing that and like finding the groove. And it's like it's catchy, but it's also a little more challenging than you might initially expect. And so you you kind of have to like when you finally figure out the groove you kind of like earn right. that yeah i kind of actually just wrote it all in two so yeah oh really but like yeah it definitely has the feeling of a mixed meter thing and that's what i was trying to emphasize even with the articulations and very cool man i dig it all right uh i'm gonna play another winter chip 14 track and this is called wild penguin strike and one of the reasons I called it that is because this was in the wild chip category. That's basically a category where you can submit an MP3 and it can be anything as long as there's some chip elements, which, you know, is great. I love that kind of stuff. Amalgamation of a bunch of different sounds. I don't even remember everything on here. Definitely FM, maybe primarily FM stuff. Oh, neat. Um, I think a lot of other stuff as well. Um, yeah, I had a, a good time with this. Let's take a listen to Wild Penguin Strike. guys are listening to wild penguin strike which is uh battle the bit submission to winter chip 14 
which happened early this year. I think in January is when I submitted this. Uh, and this got second place in the wild chip category. Cool. This, this one, let's see everything I used. I used FM drive, massive, a little bit of duffel mask actually, and uh, a couple of other synths on Reaper. Nice. Yeah, I really dig it. This was one that like right away when there was that sort of portamento fall, I was kind of digging that. Yeah, I always like starting tracks like this with like a really exciting fill. Um, right. And the end of this has, the ending is kind of similar where there's like a really quote cool, like, exciting kind of an ending. Right. Like that. Yeah, this one, it was very natural. I, I didn't think too much about it. I was just kind of having fun making the type of chiptune that I just naturally make. It's like if I was left to my own devices, I would just be making this kind of music just for no other reason, just other than that I enjoy it. You know? Right, but I like you can hear your... 90s roots as sort of an influence <laughs> all the kind of jazz funk pop music that you sort of enjoy I really enjoy in that in that intro section I really enjoy coming up with a progression that has like a lot of pedal bass where the bass is staying the same and and how many different chords you can come up with uh, to have like tension but then when it changes it, right. it, I don't know I just I like coming up with progressions like that where it's it's kind of about staying as as similar as you can, but also the moments of contrast. Yeah, trying to make them. Powerful. Well, that feels like a very video gamey thing. I mean, in general, I feel, and this one uses the Dorian mode, um, yeah. mixed with like blues elements and stuff. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of tracks that use modes, the pedal bass is like a big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, at least in the like modal music, the way I think about it, in films and video games, it's always about the the kind of chords with the surprising chromatic note relative to the tonic. You know, that's mm -hmm. why like in film music, so much Lydian stuff, you have that major two chord over one in so much Dorian stuff with video yeah. game. It's like you have that major four chord over one. It's like always about recontextualizing yeah, it over that pedal. Absolutely. And I think for this one, after you hit that Dorian code, then it immediately moves to a borrowed chord. Right. That's not in Dorian. And so it's just this brief moment. Um, and it does add having the progression like that it's really cool because it adds a lot of tension and so the, one of the reasons i called this wild penguin strike is because it has like a battle yeah. quality to it you know it's very kind well, of aggressive it's, just, it, it's a, a different kind of idea of harmony that it's more about mm -hmm. moments of color and moments of different emotion and kind of there's something cyclical if it's over a pedal bass you can kind of loop the progression in a natural way sure well we're gonna play a track of marty's from robo girl 2 we wanted to play a couple tracks from that today and i asked marty which two he wanted us to play and one of them that he wanted us to play today is tasha and tia parentheses terrible twins this is oh this is a great one. one of the best ones of the album let's take a listen to tasha and tia by marty
You guys are listening to Tasha and Tia from RoboGirl 2, and this track embodies what's so special about the RoboGirl music. It's it's so sweet, and there's moments that if you played on piano would be very emotional, like yeah. tear-jerking moments, but it has the most groovy electronic mm-hmm. you know, underpinnings to it. Um, it, this track, the melody, a lot of the melodic moments are very Mega Man to me. It really remind me of, yeah. of Mega Man. Uh, I Especially was actually, Takashi Tateshi. Absolutely. I was actually noticing some of the panned kind of responses and harmonized stuff really was reminding me of the of that response writing on Street Fighter 2. Sure. So yeah. a lot of that type of writing where you'll hear lines well, panned, this, a lot of times harmonized this, constantly. In this B section, I like that it is panned and there's this Hockett style. In different instruments, different timbres. And if yeah. you notice the attention to detail of the articulation, when the notes are legato kind of slurred and when they have bits of attack and when they're yeah. short, like Marty's very precise about all those details in the arrangement. But I mean, he's just so phenomenal at writing melodies really hooky things and the overall product of the robo girl songs is they're so punchy they have mm-hmm. so much power and it's really supporting the quality musical material in a way that's like super infectious and kind of immediate i think what i enjoy about listening to this robo girl 2 music over and over again uh i can't remember how many times i've heard this track at this point but when i listen to it over and over again i appreciate more the arrangement and kind of the the stuff that's supporting the melody because the melody is what you for at least for me what first hooks me definitely uh but now at least this time i was really focusing on the supporting lines and the harmonies and the arpeggios and those are equally as well done dude i completely agree and that's like one of the best things you can do in music is you want to have the surface level structures Mm -hmm. be not to say that melody is surface level but it's it's such a important element that it's the first thing you notice you want that to be strong but you also want all the details under the hood it's kind of like a movie with a really good script and good performances that is a a fun ride but then when you go back again there's all these little details that you appreciate you can't just have a movie with lots of little details because if it doesn't have a good structure you're not going to enjoy it but having all that stuff makes it fun for repeated viewings or listening super super fun layers to that music for sure okay we're gonna play a super mercado bros collaborative track from a top secret project yeah. <laughs> a game that we can't really speak about but we are able to play uh this tune that we've composed for it um what all we'll say is that the soundtrack uh for this game is um it was decided to go in a sega genesis direction actually yeah and so this was really fun because it's a groovy sega genesis style soundtrack that we're collaborating on yeah and i think for will uh i haven't really heard a lot of that type of music from will uh-huh. and so it's been really fun to work on like for this track what we did uh this is stage two sewers what we did is i basically came up with which is we've done this a lot and i love this method the groove elements, you know, what, what the chords are and the bass and everything, the kind of the overall bed. And then Will comes up with the melody. And it's so cool to hear Will, you know, going for this groovy Genesis style funky melody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, I think you were saying at one point you were like kind of inspired by it, some of the sonic well, I was, music. Yeah, it really feels, this whole project and what I've loved about it, it feels like you and I are collaborating on a volume of Sonic-esque. It does feel and that. So, and I think one of the things that I love, especially about like the early, like the first Sonic-esque is like, 
you know, in that first one, you weren't maybe nailing the like Genesis instruments, but no. what made that album great was that you were nailing the melodic style of Masato Nakamura. Everything was kind of simple, but mm-hmm. incredibly affectious. And it had this like performability to it yeah. in a way that his music does. And so mm-hmm. I think that's something that I've been trying to capture on this project. And yeah. I just, I'm so delighted by all the music that you and I have done. Cause it's really, uh, to me, it's kind of like hitting that sweet spot. Yeah, we're very excited about this game. Uh, let's take a listen to stage two sewers. was stage two sewers by the super mercado brothers and it's so interesting because i know you mentioned that uh you were inspired by maybe some of my uh genesis style music but it's so interesting because for me when i got that melody from you i knew what you were going for and like i understood okay yeah, i could see how that might be the case but it also just sounded like you like cool. you almost can't escape your own thumbprint in a way right. and so for me this style of collaboration is so fun because I feel like both of us can be genuine fans of the music because like I'm a fan of this track from slightly less of a subjective point of view because this isn't my melody and so I just love that melody and it's really fun um, and I know you were saying you were really enjoying, you know, the stuff that I can Well, and I just, too. I feel like it, there, it's really hard to write a melody to a pre-existing groove. It reminds me <laughs> a lot of writing lyrics like to a, puzzle, a pre-composed it? melody. It's, it's more craft than just kind of like fun inspiration. I think we're getting better at that yeah. process though. Cause what I do when I'm coming up with a groove for a track that I know you're going to write a melody for is I purposely think of gaps and holes yeah. where you can fit in. And like for this one, I was really excited because I felt like I had a lot of contribution with that bass line. That yeah. bass line is kind of the first melodic thing you hear. Um, and I was like, okay, I think that if I do this and if I leave this rhythm like this, I think that's going to give him room. Yeah. So if you listen to Will's melody, it's more long form at the beginning. And so it's kind of filling in the gaps rhythmically. And I just well, love that. Yeah. It's like I have held notes when your thing is moving and try right. to go in a different direction. In general, that that's kind of like the tone. If your thing goes down, I want mine to go up. If yours <laughs> yeah, is sustaining, I have movement. It's a sort of principles of counterpoint or just keeping rhythmic interests in a melody but yeah i mean i I hear what you're saying about everyone has their own thumbprint Mm -hmm. i was very happy with how this turned out because to me it feels very sonic-y but you know there's certain things i feel like when i'm writing a melody the first thing i start with is what's an appealing opening three or four notes and so with this one it was i love that you know but it's like i always need to find some way of whether it's one note that you start on or some kind of interesting Mm -hmm. leap 
I, that's kind that's of kind like of your way in. Yeah. You guys may have noticed that that instrument is from Sonic Spinball Toxic Caves. Yeah, and that's perfect for a sewer stage. You know how many Genesis games have really funky, kind of gross sounding sewer music? Yeah. So that's really exciting. Let's move on to a Will track. Uh, I don't know what this is. This is called Chillin' with the Villains. I've actually shared this with you before. Is this a um, soldier? Superstar soldier? Y- uh, Superstar Squadron. Superstar Squadron. Yeah. Um, it's not I'm, a TurboGrafx soundtrack. I'm really excited about this one. This is probably my favorite one that I've done for the soundtrack so far. Um, it's it's sort of a departure. I kind of imagined that this I think could I remember be what this one either is. like a bonus stage or like a fun game over kind of stage, but mm-hmm. it has this sort of swanky, chilled out 6-8 groove um and yeah i just really had a lot of fun getting into the arrangement i feel like the melody has sort of like a maybe an old broadway or even like a a japanese jazz kind of sound um but the arrangement is more of like a western kind of arrangement with lots of arpeggiation and different colors and stuff let's take a listen to chillin with the villains from will's upcoming project superstar squadron table response line there that is so cool this is chilling with the villains um yeah i love this is a nice gonna be such a nice change of pace for the album uh yeah i do i could envision this as some sort of bonus stage or yeah maybe a story cutscene or something um it's so fun when you have more freedom since it's an album you can have a track like this mm-hmm. and no one's gonna say Oh, this doesn't fit. Like, well, that's what's been really fun. I, I, I've almost been treating it as like I want to cover all my bases. You want to have so variety. rather than having every track be in the same style. I, I have a few that are in a certain kind of video game rock pop style. I have some. There's this one track that sounds very much like a just almost more on the radio kind of pop song. I have songs yeah. that are very orchestral in nature and more cinematic. And I that's like you having want that variety. Album. Yeah, this is one of my favorites that you've shown me so far. Um, it has such a great groove. I love the bass writing, <laughs> the triangle NES bass writing, tasteful slide downs, things that you would hear a bassist actually do. Then there's moments where the triangle almost covers two functions as a bass, yeah. but then like an arpeggio too. Yeah, it's really cool. Great instruments on this one. Yeah. yeah, this is interesting. This is a melody that I came up with on the piano, not knowing what I was going to do with it, almost mm-hmm. thinking that I might turn it into a song or a ballad or something. But then I sort of had the idea of like, what if I just really went all out doing a sort of chiptune arrangement of this? Right. And I'm so glad I did because it's probably my favorite chiptune I've ever done. Well, we're going to move to uh, a track of mine. Oh, man, that was it's a tough act to follow. 
Very different, this one. Um, this is uh, from the current Spring Tracks 8, again, Battle of the Bits. And I think I've played another uh, similar category track on the podcast before on an original showcase. This is another MIDI, a general MIDI tune. Oh, cool. Um, and I just love MIDI music. It's so nostalgic to me. I grew up the very first uh, music I ever wrote when I was 11 years old was MIDI music on Cakewalk. And so it's really nostalgic to go back to that style of writing and hear those instruments and stuff. So on Battle of the Bits, one of the fun things is there's a MIDI category. And I just love hearing everyone's creativity trying to make a MIDI that sounds as cool as as you can possibly get. Um, And so this is called Pour Your Heart. Um, And I really did kind of, one reason I call it that is I really did pour everything into this. I wanted this to just sound as good uh, and just be as as cool of a composition as I could possibly get on MIDI. Um, And so, yeah, I just spent a lot of time and effort into this. And I hope you guys enjoy Pour Your Heart, uh, which is a MIDI from Spring Tracks 8. guys listening to pour your heart which is a general midi that i submitted to spring tracks eight that's so cool man i i love using midi as kind of like a almost chip music language um it's it's a it's a really fun idea and these sounds are so nostalgic because Mm -hmm. they're very synonymous with like 
SNES, you know, the sound of Super Nintendo, yeah. PlayStation One, even some old '90s keyboards. It's and crazy. Stuff. There's some instruments that basically sound Super Nintendo or PS One, and that's those are the instruments that I kind of heavily favored as I tried to find instruments that. There's some MIDI instruments where I can't bring myself to use that. It's just terrible. And there's others like, you know what? I kind of like that sound still. You know, some synth, MIDI synth sounds that, you know, sound kind of uh, charming. Charming in a retro way. The hard hard part is there's this kind of double tempo harmonized rock section. uh, And guitars is just... (laughs) Getting a guitar sound is... You just can't do it. It's terrible. And so I was frustrated i did the best one i could find um but it's that's the most like lacking thing in the the general midi sound bank is this section here like electric you know harmonized guitar it's just terrible oh, i didn't even know that's what it was i thought it was like yeah mandolin or yeah something. i didn't even go with an actual guitar went with some other synth because the actual like distorted guitar is just really terrible. bad yeah. yeah it has a cool sound it sounds very super nintendo cool it reminds yeah, me this of one almost that mandolin kind of instrument from mario world another gi- i don't know if gimmick or just idea that i had with this one is to make it really long where it's like you have these different sections and then i take a solo I, there's a bass solo that you guys may have heard uh, that that happens at some point it, it, it key, there's a key change um after the bass solo the rest of the track well first of all the bass is very active in the song like i was basically trying to make it as funky and busy and and interesting to listen to as i could and so after the bass solo when it goes back to that harmonized section the bass is like still kind of soloing but also mm-hmm. playing the changes and cool i just kind of love that style so that was a lot of fun to make Okay, this is very exciting. We're going to move on to a composition by Will, and this is eventually going to be uploaded to the Super Mercado Brothers album in Days of Old. So we're very excited to unveil two brand new SNES in Days of Old tracks. Uh, I think last time we did Original Showcase, we didn't do that, and I think we had some requests. People were like, oh, I want to hear more in Days of Old. That's an album and a project that we've been very slowly, two by two, over many years, I think three years at least at this point, mm-hmm. slowly adding to and, and, and making this collection of SNES music that is inspired by some of our favorite JRPGs of that era. Right. So we have two new tracks to unveil today. So Will, what is your track? Uh, My track is called Love Scene, and it's a very different sort of change of pace for the album, Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of our tracks have that sort of medieval folk kind of heroic sound of a lot of video game fantasy. Yeah. Um, But it's also very influenced by specific RPGs, you know, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy VI. Yep. Um, and so one of the things that I love about those kinds of JRPG soundtracks is how eclectic they are and the sort of variety that they have of tone and style. So this one definitely goes in a lighter, cuter jazz pop direction. I love it. But it takes its arrangement cues from one track in particular (laughs) that I have a feeling that, uh, fans of the show will pick up on probably right away. This is Love Scene from In Days of Old.
This really makes me smile. It's so sweet and beautiful. This is Love Scene, which is a brand new addition. If you go on our Bandcamp uh, to our album of Days of Old, you will see this as well as another. Uh, so, so cool, man. Really great job. I love that this is a nice change of pace on the album. There's not a track like this, that we mm-hmm. don't have kind of a fun, slightly happy-go-lucky yeah. romantic track on, yeah. the, on the album. And that's definitely a part you know of those jrpg soundtracks that we love that's that's an element that we really know should really capture right and yeah it started with the idea of like i want to do something like wind scene with (laughs) that pizzicato string sample um but then as the as i started writing it it almost had more of like uh I don't know. It sounded like a Wii Shop Channel kind of like just or light it, also jazz like a, like a Final Fantasy music. romance theme. Yeah, you know? or like that intermezzo from Dragon Quest. Yeah, some Sugiyama you know? elements to it for sure. My favorite thing about it is that final. There's the ending like three or four chords are very Soyo Oka, very kind sure. of Mario All Stars, very jazzy yeah. and cool. That nice job on that man. Thanks. That's really cool. All right, so now we will move on to my new in Days of Old track. Uh, and like I said, both of these are now up on the album, so you guys can check it out. The last two tracks on the on it. Uh, mine is is very different from Will's. Uh, it's called "To and From the Great Peaks," and the idea I had for this one um, was, what if I embrace the fact that, and we've done this already before with the uh, with the project, since it's not scoring a game. Uh, maybe I can make a piece of music that kind of goes a little bit on a journey. Mm-hmm. And so what if a character is is journeying to these great peaks? And so the first part of the piece, you know, a little mysterious, you know, a little, maybe some threatening elements to it. And then when, when he gets whatever he's looking for and is returning home, it's maybe a little bit more positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of my idea with this track. And so a lot of changes, a lot of different sections here. Let's take a listen to To and From the Great Peaks. Thank you. 
guys listening to To and From the Great Peaks, from and days of old. It's so fun to unveil these, and I love that when we do these, neither of us say what we're going to do and the approach we're going to take. They always go together in a fun way. One little thing I noticed on this listen is that both of our melodies start without any accompaniment and with the same, same notes. three notes. Crazy. Even in a different... Yours ends up revealing itself in like Dorian yeah. <laughs> and mine is in major, but it's really cool that they both start mm-hmm. that way. I mean, like what kind of, what a wonderful chance. Yeah. It's not even just the same kinds of intervals. It's literally the same notes. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This one, I was almost a little self-conscious that maybe there is too many ideas I was jamming into. Oh, I one really tune. like it because yeah, it is almost like multiple, it is different tunes, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, um, yeah. And that last one, the sort of journey home makes me think of Shin Onagashima. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which it's I kind really of romantic like. and sweet, yeah. Um, but I think my favorite part is just that first melody with the flute. It definitely has cool. a Joe Hisaishi kind of sound and is oh, totally yeah. right for the JRPG, you know, Yasunori Mitsuda kind of um, style. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was telling Will um, when I was composing this, the arpeggio that the harp plays, I made so many different changes on what that arpeggio was and what co- chords were conveying. And it, I finally landed on what, what you know, worked really well. And so that was actually... Actually, the first thing I wrote was was that arpeggio. But yeah, I, I, I'm happy with both of these two new additions because I think they... Um, maybe yours is like a very nice change of pace. It doesn't remind me of any of the other tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one thing about mine is there are sections where I was kind of going for not just the inspirations that we've had with the Chrono Trigger, Terra Enigma, Final Fantasy, that stuff, Ruja no Hijo, but also there's kind of a sound of In Days of Old that we've established. Yeah. So part of me was going for that and then also trying to do something new as well. So very exciting. I wonder how many tunes we're going to eventually end up doing for In Days yeah, of Old. Yeah, I wonder. All right, let's move on to a piece of Will's. This is called Unseen. Yeah, this is actually a film score. Um, this is something that I wrote for the 2019 Minkino Film Score Festival. Cool. And this is just a little demo that I made. Um, but I think we've talked about this before. M- Marty's been involved in it. Carl's been involved in it. Yeah, I did it before. last year. Um, but it's sort of this chamber orchestra. So they have a, a very small complement of strings, winds, brass, and percussion that score these independently produced films and have the orchestra play live to picture. It's it's really fun, but it's a great unique challenge because you kind of have an eclectic instrumental ensemble. And so what's been fun is even though I haven't uh, scored something, I've been sort of involved. I helped Carl a little bit last year with some orchestration. You big help last year. I helped our friend Travis do some orchestration last year. So I was very familiar with the instrument combination. And so I had yeah. a lot of fun kind of putting together this score. Uh, the theme of this year was unseen. So all the films had that. And this is kind of a cute little campy film, um, but it's essentially about a little goblin who steals socks when, uh, <laughs> you know, that feeling of when you get your laundry and you don't know oh what happened gosh, to the other pairs. Let's take a listen to Unseen by Will Brueggemann.
This is Unseen, which is a demo of an upcoming um, performance that will happen. Menkino, this is Will's film score to a short film. Yeah, I had a lot of fun putting this together. And um, quite frankly, the, the movie wasn't that excellent in terms of quality. <laughs> and Charlie um, sort of gave me a choice of, well, mm-hmm. we just sort of have these um, two films that still need scores. Uh, you could either do this one that sounds more like a college student film or this really campy one about a troll who steals socks. And I'm I'll like, do the I'll troll. take the troll because I thought it would be a great <laughs> opportunity yeah. to write sort of an old fashioned score. And one of the cool things that I forgot to mention is this year at Minkino, they're going to have an actual theremin. That's so um, cool. So it was really fun writing a melody for theremin that could kind of work and with that portamento. you were that saying that they're going to probably have a better audio recording as well. Yeah. So that'll yeah. be great to get Unfortunately, this. Unfortunately, uh, the performance is the night of your bachelor party. So <laughs> I won't be able to go be at the actual performance. Sorry. But might get a recording out of it. But it was just a good opportunity to, you know write a score and it's actually a lot of work writing a film score to a movie that's not that interesting because you have to do so <laughs> much like the music sounds like a lot more is happening but right. really it's just cutting back between like a woman folding her laundry putting it in the washer then cutting to like well, someone Will, looking through spoilers. a hole and then her walking upstairs coming back taking the laundry out of the wash like this movie's like five minutes long of just watching laundry. someone do their laundry. laundry but yeah the music you kind of try to imply that's um, so some of what's going to happen so it was a really good opportunity that's great um okay so we're going to move back to a track of mine this is another winter chip 14 track this is called turbo engine force one of the reasons i called it that is this is a turbo graphics uh chip tune and this was in the turbo graphics category the pc engine category so i tracked this on duffel mask cool. it was my first time doing a pc engine tune and i fell in love with working on the sound chip it, mm-hmm. it was it's such a joy to work with the sound chip i gotta say like so many possibilities, a lot of channels, a lot of kind of fine-tuning abilities. There's like almost, I think, full panning control. Uh, just a lot of really nice features. Uh, just so I had a good time with this. Uh, let's take a listen to Turbo Engine Force. guys listening to turbo engine force a nice short uh turbo graphics chip tune the first one i've ever done tracked on defil mask this is from winter chip 14 and this one i think took the gold for the turbo graphics category so had a lot of fun with this one very driving and dancey and exciting yeah oh man it's really fun i'm glad you enjoyed kind of making a turbo graphics i really did tune. that's super fun yeah i'm starting to just become more and more of a fanboy of the sound of turbo graphics mm-hmm. it's so fun the samples sound better than genesis in some ways um like, like the drum you know samples uh yeah just the one the biggest weakness in my opinion is 
there's not really a good low end bass sound possibility. Right. Like the different waveforms that you can create, there's not really any that you can create that have a nice kind of boomy bassy sound. I mean, so there's the not bass is like lacking. a biting kind of melodic lead in the way that like the Genesis FM has right. that really piercing sound and the Super Nintendo can emulate, you know, electric guitar. Mm -hmm. um, but if you compare it to kind of 8-bit chips or other wavetable chip consoles like it's amazing you know yeah. japanese computer systems or like the game boy or game boy color it definitely exceeds that um and there is some nostalgia attached attached to it you mm -hmm. know because there's great games obviously on the pc engine yeah that was that was really fun i really like exploring new sound chips and kind of seeing what their possibilities are so i had a good time with that let's play a super mercado bros collaborative track and this is from a game that we're currently working on we've played some music uh previously on installments this is a game called unstable scientific and this is a track uh, that we finished quite recently. The working title of this is Lava Landscape. I think it's kind of like a cooled lava desolate kind yeah, of a kind landscape. Of wasteland wasteland. Area. Um, and yeah, this is a, a change of pace for the game and for us, I think. Yeah. Uh, it does not sound like typical Super Mercado Brothers yeah, music. Yeah, the, uh, the game's style, um, at least the starting point, is kind of like an 80s synth rock kind of a thing, rock fusion a little bit. Um, but every area theme, we kind of uh, extrapolate a little bit more. There was a lava stage that was kind of like this funky swung reggae, reggae. Mm -hmm. there was a forest stage that had like a latin feel to it mm -hmm. in this one i sort of more took the reins on the composition and i was almost going for like a hip-hop kind of sound and i'd say the last few tracks we've worked on are almost have like a 90s 2000 early 2000s era like almost gorillas kind of a sound but don't expect that too much because it's also quite ambient and uh there's some moments of dissonance, yeah. uh, very kind of ethereal. And so it's, it's an interesting mixture. Let's take a listen to Lava Landscape by the Super Mercado Brothers. guys listening to lava landscape from the upcoming game unstable scientific that we're still working on yeah um this was maybe in the course of composing the track that was the most 
different from what we had done before. Mm-hmm. You know, all the tracks before that, there was some semblance of continuity or consistent vibe. This one was so different. And at the time, I think one of our favorites, very exciting. Yeah. I think it was cool to go in a, a different direction. And it actually reminds me more of kind of modern video game music than a lot of the stuff we do. Sure. Yeah, it does have atmosphere, but I also wanted it to be in like the Dave Wise school of atmosphere where yeah, the elements are, are catchy and memorable. One thing that I did is that sequence of notes at the beginning, you hear it as yanan, 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 yanan. But then when yeah. uh, when the groove comes in, you hear it as and that was an idea yeah. that I had right from the beginning of like having a thing that gets recontextualized. It's catchy, yeah. No, and and I think that's how we approach ambient music is we still want it to be catchy. And we had the idea of like using like old <laughs> like hip hop drum sounds, samples, yeah. but like putting reverb on it and still making it atmospheric. It's fun to have that mixed with reverb clave. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a sound I hear a lot, but interesting mixture. Yeah, we had a good time with that track. Look for sure. forward to working on more tracks for that. All right, uh, we got another Will track. It's called Onward Excelsior. Yeah, this is is, uh, the last Superstar Squadron piece of music that I'm going to share today. And this is sort of the theme. The Superstar Squadron, um, I almost think of them as like a group of female Power Ranger-esque pilots and their ships can kind of morph together and stuff. Say no more, Uh, But this is almost like the equivalent of like what the Great Fox is in Star Fox. So this is sort of like their Excelsior, their main... Mothership, and so this would be the piece of music that either plays when it takes off or when you're walking around the ship. But I went for a very straightforward orchestral kind of cinematic sound with this. Cool. Theme. Let's take a listen to Onward Excelsior. Dude, this is so good. Maybe one of my favorite tracks you've showed here today. Oh, um, this is Onward Excelsior. There's two things it was reminding me of. It was reminding me of John Williams' film music. It was also really reminding me of Hajime Hirasawa's mm-hmm. Star Fox score. Yeah. Just so much. And I yeah, loved that. That was a big influence for me, for sure. I love doing orchestral things on the NES. It's so and charming. using those channels to sound like strings or woodwinds or brass. Well, the FDS is so expressive, isn't it? I mean, I just love how it sounds when you have those volume swells and yeah. the vibrato and the different well, timbres. And I'm, one of my favorite beautiful. things doing here is giving a triangle the melody. Yeah, I love um, that. Whether it's on the bottom or on top. Um, but there, there's moments even at the end of the ba-ba-ba, ba-ba-ba, the top voice is triangle. You know what's to funny? really get a loud sound. There's a 
time when you use triangle to melody where it actually kind of sounds like a clarinet or like a wind yeah, instrument you know totally. you can use it to to evoke something that the pulse channels wouldn't really be able to so yeah really good job on that i can't wait for that to come out thanks do you think you're coming along pretty close to I it honestly done? there was a period of time where i was doing like, there was like a couple weeks where I, I did like five tracks or something like it was insane but i haven't worked on it in several months actually oh, wow. so okay. i i kind of i imagine after this revisiting it will make me want to get back to it but i, I think i so. have i've like 10 tracks finished and i probably wouldn't do more than 15 got it all right, uh, I'm going to play a track from Spring Tracks 8 that I submitted to uh, the Duffel Mask category. So it could be any system that Duffel Mask uh, supports. And I actually went with Arcade. I went with the Yamaha Arcade chip. And so that was fun working with this. Oh, cool. Similar to the Genesis, but there's more channels um, and the samples are, are much better. So this was a lot of fun making an arcade track. It's called Strolling the Sewer. Oh no, it's another funky sewer track. <laughs> Let's take a listen. I was listening to Strolling the Sewer, which was a track I uh, did in Duffel Mask using the YM2151 Sega Arcade chip, and I love working with it. Uh, there's so many more channels, and the, it really does affect your approach of composition. Like, there's a reason why some arcade tracks you hear like more fleshed out, held chords. Because I had like, I don't remember how many channels I could dedicate to like Rhodes chords. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it just really changes how you approach mm -hmm. everything. And so I had a blast making this. That's cool. Yeah, it, it is interesting. I mean, the technology and the limitations absolutely affect the composition. Um, and I think we've noticed in the history of video game music, those limitations were always a good thing yeah. in terms of, uh, I think, forcing people into sort of creative corners. But it's fun now that even the things that seemed like, wow, there's so much breathing room. Nowadays, there's still so much. It's such a limited channel. You yeah. know, you can't do anything. It's not recorded music. Right. Um, so it's interesting now going back to the stuff that was cutting edge um, decades ago and kind of working with it as now its own yeah, set of limitations. It's, it's different, different standards, right? Because like, you know, I had done a few tracks uh, on Duffel Mask with the Genesis sound chip and got used to those limitations. So then going to that from that to this was like oh my gosh this is amazing this is like the best thing ever mm -hmm. um but yeah there's still within this a lot of a lot of um limitations and stuff but yeah i really enjoyed i could see myself doing a lot of arcade music 
uh, on Duffel Mask in the future because I had a great time and it it's, sounds more authentic than you know VSTs for sure. All right, uh, this is moving to a track of Will's from a very exciting upcoming project. Yeah, I've been working on a musical actually. Um, with people that you all know, yeah, podcast from, listeners, uh, people who are uh, very good friends of the show, Stephen and Brian Kelly, Kelly um, Bros, we're working on a musical together. Actually, it sounds like something crazy, but it's uh, something that we're all really excited about. I'm not ready to sort of like share the name in too much details about it, but I can tell you that it takes place in the '50s in a boys' reform school, uh, and this song. Uh, is from the perspective of sort of three different characters. One is kind of like the the director or superintendent of the reform school. The other one is a probation officer. And the third Mm -hmm. one is this kind of juvenile delinquent kid. He's very charismatic and happy-go-lucky, but Mm -hmm. he's sort of like... Uh, this school's version of like a repeat offender that and he so keeps this coming is back. A demo that will recorded. So yeah. we'll recorded the vocals to this. Yeah, this is just me, and it sounds great. Man. On oh, thanks. This is me on piano and singing the different parts. But you can get a sense of uh, one of the songs from the show. This is kind of a fun number. It has kind of a more old-fashioned Broadway style introduction yeah. and then kind of main tune. Enjoy but. Will's silky smooth voice <laughs> on this uh, wonderful demo to here today, gone tomorrow. Some boys look for trouble and excitement Others are immune to scorn and shame We can't forget the far and few content to toe the line But then again there's Howard who's demented all the time We try and try to help the kid to no avail No matter what we do it seems it's doomed to fail each time we send him out but soon he's back again with a rap sheet longer than a quarter mile he's an orphan who does what orphans do and he's done it for a while Here today, gone tomorrow That's the way it's always been Watch him squirm and watch him holler How he's back again Here today, gone tomorrow Wouldn't have it any other way Who could shake my cheerful mood This delightful attitude My delinquency's improved, you see today and gone tomorrow you guys are listening to here today gone tomorrow a wonderful demo that will laid down you know all the vocals and performance and obviously composed this for uh, a musical project that he's working on with the kelly brothers yeah what so a great I'm, collaboration i'm writing music and lyrics and we've been sort of working on the story together and they're writing the script and i love that it's been so delightful we're, we're really excited about it and i i kind of want to say more but we're not quite at the stages to you know be well, revealed.
revealing too I much. I just was so happy when you told me uh, that you guys were doing that because they have a long history of doing uh, these audio dramas and writing and a lot. So a lot of history writing for those kinds of things. And so it seemed like a natural pairing, mm-hmm. uh, kind of putting your skill sets together. And you've been wanting to do your own musical for a while. Yeah, and I've had this idea sort of kicking around for a little while, but um, it's just been great working with them and sort of developing the the structure of this show and it's a killer song dude yeah oh thanks yeah we we have sort of an interesting way that we're going to present it um but you know i don't want to say too much right now but yeah i'm just i'm i've been so thoroughly enjoying working on that and writing music and lyrics and working on a musical is something that i really enjoy and have yeah, wanted I mean, to have the crazy, opportunity for it's crazy how legit this sounds it really sounds like a classic broadway oh, show thanks, thing. it really man. does yeah you can just kind of close your eyes and imagine seeing it on stage so very very good work okay uh we're gonna play one last track from robo girl 2 by marty this is two worlds let's take a listen a lot of fun today this is two worlds from RoboGirl 2 and when i first heard this track it reminded me a lot of fireflower actually sure so it was very emotional and nostalgic for me and this was an emotional and kind of nostalgic episode i had a lot of fun thanks everyone for letting us share our original music with you all today i hope you enjoyed it yeah. i had a great time me too what a beautiful piece marty's written here i love that he is able to use sort of dpcm sample piano how unique um, is that sound you've i've never heard anything quite like it yeah there's actually on one of the final tracks he samples full string chords it's insane um, it's really beautiful he's really a madman yeah. <laughs> it needs to be stopped <laughs> yeah no that's just that's a very emotional standout track from robo girl 2 i'm so glad that there's two of us here today and that your style of music is 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 different because this has been a diverse playlist but if it was just me it would not be that diverse like all my stuff were chip tunes mm-hmm. a lot of them very groovy and so i was so glad that you had stuff to kind of counteract it you know and marty too yeah it's really fun kind of getting to yeah. share the music that all of us are working on and the stuff that you and i have been collaborating together on it's very just been exciting really exciting lately well guys we're going to play you out with a track of mine from last year's high flyer album that i put out last summer which is one of the things i'm the most proud of one of my favorite albums Albums that I've ever put out. That's a all FM synth chiptune album, kind of an arcadey kind of style, similar to a lot some of the tracks that I've uh, played here today. This is Full Tilt, which is a pretty exciting track from High Flyer, and so we're gonna play you guys out with that. This has been Original Showcase 15. We can't wait for you guys to hear next week's finale episode. We're very excited about it. We're wrapping up the season. Yeah, and hopefully we'll bring Marty back next week, which will be really fun. Try to make that happen. Anything you got at the end, Will? 
Uh, just we want to thank all of our incredible fans. Thanks for indulging us on these episodes. We really enjoy getting to share all this stuff with you. And it's been such a delight having our Discord channel where we can share original music and mm-hmm. talk about video game music. And there's just a wonderful community of very active listeners. So we want to thank everybody who supports us on Patreon and supports us with just listening to the show and giving feedback. Thank you so much, guys. We love you. We're going to play you out with Full Tilt. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Talk to you later. Peace out. (laughs) 